behind Christmas ghosts, past and future, how about Wales rugby coaches? Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Past Wales coach Warren Gatland is to become the future Wales coach, taking over in time for the Six Nations. We'll hear from Warren in full, as well as some reaction, and we'll also talk to Wales women's vice-captain of the recent World Cup, Hannah Jones. But first, Welsh Rugby Union Group Chief Executive Steve Phillips had a pretty big announcement to make at the start of the week. We are delighted to have Warren back with us. Now, whether we've secured him or re-secured him, we can figure out, but we're absolutely delighted that he's decided to rejoin us in Wales. Second point I wanted to make is put on record my sincere thanks for the way that Wayne has handled himself whilst in Austin Wales and his integrity and professionalism that he displayed when we went through the review process. For those that know him, you know, a thoroughly decent man. On the back of a PRB meeting we had earlier today, I'm pleased to report that we now have a verbal agreement which will allow us to map out a six-year framework for professional rugby in Wales, which will allow us to deal with some of the concerns of the players for which we have a lot of sympathy for and we fully understand the point that they're making. We can be criticised for taking this long, but I think it was important that we got it right. We're looking for a framework that gives us success and sustainability, and we just need to get on with now and execute what we've agreed, and we were very keen to avoid what might have seen was happen across the bridge. So let's hear from past and future coach of Wales, Warren Gatland, classily started with an honourable mention for Wayne Pivak, his predecessor. I want to recognise there's a human side to this as well, you know, obviously with Wayne departing and, um, you know, that must have been tough as well. So my thoughts do go out to him and his family and I think it's important I do recognise that and reiterate what um, Steve said in terms of him being a good man and with some really good values and stuff. So yeah, I just wanted to mention that. With myself coming back to Wales, look, I suppose when Steve contacted me after the review and sounded me out, you know, it was a bit of a thought process talking to family and stuff. And at the end of the day, I know it's a pressure job and there's a lot of expectations, but the buzz of international rugby, being involved in the Six Nations, you know, World Cup, I think that was the tempting factors to sway me to come back, really. I, I loved my time in Wales. I loved the people, the involvement, you know, how I was welcomed. I wouldn't have stayed as long as I did if it wasn't really for that relationship with the fans and everyone. And, yeah, we had some success, but and we had some disappointments as well. So uh, I think I can come and hopefully create an environment where we can service the expectations of a Welsh public and the media that um, want to see, hopefully see Wales perform. When you came in in 2007-8, uh, well, Welsh rugby was at a low point, but you weren't nine months out from a World Cup. What can you conceivably achieve in that time ahead of France next year? Well, I, the advantage I've got is that I know the setup and I know, you know, so many of the people involved. So I think I can hit the ground, you know, running. Obviously, there's a, there's a new group of players and there's a process that I've got to go through um, over the next few weeks and just getting a real feel for the place again. So it's not like 2007 or 2008 when I was coming in completely cold. So I think that's a massive advantage that I've got 
in terms of knowing Wales, like I said, and knowing the setup. And I think I can come in there and, and hopefully be pretty seamless in stepping into the role. Your backroom staff, Rowan, Stephen Jones, Jonathan Humphreys, Gethin Jenkins, what will happen to them? To be honest, I haven't really even considered that. It's kind of been such a whirlwind in the last 72 hours. I need to go through a process where I need to talk to people. I need to get the lay of the land and, you know, how things are there within the setup. And then I'll make the appropriate decisions about, you know, what happens going forward. The last 72 hours is kind of like, it's been uh, fairly full on in terms of having those discussions with Steve and, and Yian and talking to family and stuff about making this decision. So I've made this decision now and I think from now on, you know, that's where the, this work takes place in terms of making sure that I get things right in terms of the setup and, and the people involved. If you never came back as, as a Wales head coach, your legacy will speak for itself. Do you feel like you're perhaps putting that on the line a little bit by coming back after all the success you had in your last sort of 12 year tenure? Yeah, of course. That's the exciting thing about it, isn't it? So, you know, if you're a flop and fail, I'm under no illusions what the expectations are in the next uh, 10 months. So, you know, I've always loved the challenge. I've always loved going into environments and, you know, there are expectations and, you know, hopefully exceeding those expectations. So that's part of professional sport. There are ups and downs and you live by your results and your performances. So. Yeah, I'm excited about it, but, you know, you understand that there's pressures and risks and, you know, I'm confident that I can come in and, you know, hopefully make a difference and get a side together that are proud to put that jersey on and when they go out there and they represent Wales in front of home fans or away, they're prepared to die for that jersey and that's, those are my expectations and I don't expect anything less from the players in terms of what it means to play for Wales, the history, the expectation. And if we can achieve that in a short period of time, and I think that will give us, you know, hopefully the best opportunity to be successful. Steve mentioned the, the six-year deal and the, the verbal agreement. How important was it to you that all that off-field stuff was sorted or is sorted in the coming weeks to make sure that well, you don't have any more chaos? It's been well documented and I think it's, They've gone through that process and I think everyone will be really happy that there's some certainty for people going forward and that's fantastic. It's, it's one less thing for all of us not to worry about them. In particular, I think the players needed some certainty and hopefully that's alleviated some of the pressure on the regions, in particular the players, so that they can put this behind them and just focus on the rugby going forward. What does it mean for you on a personal level? I know you've sort of touched on it, but obviously Welsh rugby means a lot to you personally. And I just wonder how special it is to be returning. Because, I mean, you only need to look online to see the excitement, you know, that you're coming back. I am, yeah, I'm incredibly excited. Like I said, uh, you know, I loved my time there and the opportunity. And, yeah, it was great. You know, we left on good terms. And, you know, semi-final World Cup and, you know, Grand Slam year as well. So I wouldn't have taken this on unless... I felt I could make a difference. You know, with the people, the backroom staff, a number of players that, that I know, you know, there's going to have to be, from me, sort of delving into what's the best way going forward in terms of the squad and looking at that. And that's going to be, you know, over the next few weeks. And, and there's a number of people that I need to talk to and have discussions 
with and take their opinions and their advice as well. That's kind of important. But yeah, really excited about this opportunity. I said Six Nations for me is the best rugby competition in the world and always loved being part of that. And then the excitement about building towards the World Cup. And, And the great thing about World Cups is that it's the real opportunity that you get. It's like that chance that when you're with a a regional team or a club side because you get proper preparation in terms of being able to really work hard at your game and and everything rather than sometimes when you're in campaigns you've got to prioritize because you have limited preparation time with the squad before you you play games so that's what i'm really excited about six nations um it's obviously going to be upon you very quickly how important is that in the context of a world cup year yeah it is important because it's completely different to the the autumn series where there's an opportunity to try things out and try some combinations the, the six nations is, w- is when points are at stake and that's sort of kind of replicates in some way a world cup where you, the aim initially is to get out of your pool and um for us it's about hopefully hitting the ground running and just you know making sure that we have a six nations campaign where first of all we're competitive and you know i think it's a good draw i think you know having england and, and ireland first up is going to be challenge the number one team in the world but getting there first up I think it's fantastic I'm excited about that having that England and Ireland at home is great and the blue teams away so it's a great draw for me to arrive in for the first six nations but yeah it's important I think from our point of view the first thing is to see those players going out wearing that jersey with incredible pride giving a performance that reflects the hard work that they would have been putting in and and if we do that, we've got a chance of having a good Six Nations and then we can build on that. Some great warm-up games, the World Cup, and then then it's ultimately all that time that we will have together building it in towards France. It has been suggested that you, you could be involved up to 2027, perhaps even in a sort of director of rugby role. What What's the truth behind that? <laughs> the truth behind that? <laughs> uh, look, the, my immediate focus is between now and the World Cup. And I think it's then afterwards it's, myself and Steve talking about some possibilities you know in terms of going forward so that 10 months has got to be we've got to be showing that we've got progress that we've been successful in that that 10 months and then potentially other opportunities arise from that so that's kind of how we are at the moment in terms of there's no certainty but I'm comfortable with that and so you know if the next 10 months has already been alluded to by people if it's not successful then you're involved in professional sport and you know what the consequences are. But I, like I said, I'm comfortable with that and confident that I can come in and make a difference and, and create an environment that we can be successful in. And if that happens, then, you know, potentially other discussions may take place. But it's, I'm not looking past the next 10 months, so, you know, not looking past France. I've got, it's a big job to focus on the immediate challenges, which is getting the team ready for the Six Nations and then again then having some more time where some real preparation can go into putting that team and squad together for France. You've been on the sidelines with us as the media throughout the Autumn Nations. I just wondered if you'd liked what you'd seen from Wales or what are the problems? (laughs) Obviously people would have been disappointed particularly that the result against Georgia for 40-50 minutes against Australia the team showed some real potential in, in, in that performance. When Wales were able to get some front football, I thought Anskin was excellent in terms of playing to the line and, and getting that back line moving. Some go forward, Jack Morgan being able to do that. So 
Yeah, some absolute quality loose forwards in Wales as as usual. There's some positions that there's a lack of depth. There's some excitement out wide, which is great. George North looked as though, particularly in that first period, he defended exceptionally well against Australia, solidifying. He carried pretty well. So there's a few holes that need to be filled. There's some there's a lot of discussion about the age profile of of, of the group, and you know, I kind of need to be really cognizant of that in terms of how that's managed or can players, some players get through another 12 months. I'm not sure. I haven't had those discussions and that's kind of discussions with medical people and S&C and there's, there's a lot to go through but you know I think that if we can build on that first 40 minutes of what they showed against Australia. Now I'm mindful as well. I mean Australia were down 24 players are going to be a different proposition if they get those players fit and experience coming back in a for a World Cup but there were some promising signs in, the, in that period Thank you very much Yes, thank you very much Thank you, yes, thank you all Come on Wales <laughs> <laughs> So what's the reaction been? Generally pretty good As was mentioned there a mixture of excitement and anticipation Here's Cardiff rugby coach Di Young First and foremost, I thought last week was was an horrible week, really, to be honest. I think what people do forget that uh, when we come into coaching, we know it's a results business and we know that there's a huge focus. But last week must have been an horrible week for Wayne and his family to have your job played out in public. It can't be easy, really. And I think one thing Wayne has done is totally committed to Wales. He's got his family over here. I think got the kids in school. Uh, so it must have been an horrible week, really. That's the first thing, you know, so people forget the human side of it. But, you know, Wayne would be the first to, you know, to recognise as a results business and sometimes results go against your way and you always know you're under pressure. Warren, obviously, knows the system really well and, and will will fit in seamlessly. When you're a coach and you're in the business, you never, ever like to see a, a coach leaving his job you know it's inevitable and you know it happens to all of us but it's never a nice situation and personally I had a good relationship with Wayne and I understand that um, these decisions have to be made but it doesn't stop me feeling a bit sorry for, for the people that and the family that it happens but you know he certainly welcome Warren back with, with open arms and he's confident that he can kick it on and who could doubt him when you look at his CV and look at his past uh, experiences with Wales it's an exciting time, I suppose, for for players, for supporters to see what you know what Warren can kick on. Can you put your finger on why it didn't work out for him? Because obviously he had good success at regional level, and and there's a lot of excitement and, and optimism about his uh, position. Who knows? I wasn't in the inner circle, so I can't say that. But you know, Wayne's a really honest guy, and the first thing Wayne would recognise really is that the results haven't been where Wayne would have wanted them, or anybody else would have wanted them, really. So. But he give that job everything he's got. And, you know, as I said, I think he's sad to be stepping down or leaving the post because he would have loved to take him to the World Cup. But unfortunately, that's professional sport. You know, these things happen. It's a part of the job, unfortunately. But sometimes us as coaches have got to take it on the chin and be professional. But obviously, it's hard on the families as well, isn't it? It's always a bounce factor when any new coach comes in, isn't it? You know, it's always a bit of the uncertainty. It's always that slate wipe clean a little bit sort of feel about it. Although Warren knows the players really well, 
you know, we'd be spending time at the regions, speaking to the coaches, getting our views and obviously get at games as well. So he certainly do his own work, knowing what and on, you know, where the players are currently now and what's what's our thought processes in them and then he'd make up his own mind and and go from there, really. Nice words. So what are the players made of it? Back three player Josh Adams was given his first international Wales chance by Warren and his Lions selection too, of course. We'll hear what the players make of the appointment in a minute from him. But first, he was asked about this week's return to European action. If you remember, this time last year, Cardiff picked a mixture of internationals and debutants, with the majority of their squad caught up by Covid rules in South Africa. Josh was asked if preparations are a little different this time. Yeah, uh, definitely. We've got a full squad to start. No one's stuck in South Africa, so it's a good start for us. Yeah, a little bit different, but obviously better for us. And a new competition. We're all ready to go. I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, your focus will be on the game this weekend, but fairly big news week in Welsh rugby. Yeah. Um, the international coach, Warren Gatland, back in the hot seat. What do you make of the news? What's the dressing room been talking about? All the decisions that had been made, we'd, we'd already left camp, so... We haven't really um, spoke much as a group, if I'm honest. We majority of the international boys who featured in that last game were given a week off while the other regions in South Africa. So we haven't had a discussion around that. You know, the decisions were, were for Steve and, and, and the board above us. We just got to focus on ourselves and, and now perform well to try and get picked for the Six Nations, really. Handy that you know the man coming in, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, obviously, majority of the squad would have worked under under Warren previously. I think obviously there'll be a fair few um, fresh faces that haven't worked with him before. Um, and I think for them, it'll be exciting as well. And for the Welsh public to, to see Warren back as well is, is exciting as well. Do you think he's mellowed in his time off? I couldn't tell you. Um, fortunate enough to be with him in 2021 in the Lions. He was just the same set he was with, with us, Wales, previously. He's a very good coach, obviously speaks for itself, his record as well. So... Um, It'll be interesting, yeah. You, you won a lot of caps under him. He brought you into the Wales setup. What are the key elements as a player that you think have made him successful as a coach? And the things you saw during your time with Wales and the Lions that kind of mark him out as just somebody who pretty good at his job. Yeah, it's a good question. I think he knows how to how to get the best out of the players. And I can't quite pinpoint exactly what he does to do that. But I think he always gets a reaction as well. He creates a very good work environment as well. I think you speak to anyone who's worked under him or, or for him in, in any department. I think it's a very good environment to work in as well. So I think them two things really leads into performance on the field. And, and that's what makes the whole squad as a general, if you like, successful. No one likes to see anyone lose their job. And obviously, no. best wishes to Wayne. But I guess... It's just the nature of professional rugby, really, isn't it? Yeah, it isn't. It's 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 never nice to see anybody lose their job in any sport, and especially your national side. There's obviously tough decisions that people above us have to make as well. We have to respect them decisions, and as a playing group, focus turns now obviously back to our club stuff. We all know how, how quick the Six Nations comes round from the autumn. It's like it's like six, seven weeks and you're sort of back into into the swing of international rugby. So it's important for the boys who left that autumn camp that you sort of string some good performances together. I wonder if the players can sort of put their fingers on why it went wrong with Wayne because 
wasn't working as it should have done. Do you look back at that or is it just players have to move on? It's so difficult to put your finger on it. There could be a number of aspects why. As players, you just try and focus on performing, delivering the game plan as best as you can. Obviously, playing for Wales is special to us all. So making sure that you know you're fronting up and, and representing your country in the right manner. And that you know that's that, that's all you can do as players. You just gotta really keep your head down and, and respect them. listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. On the Wales women's side, it's been a few weeks since their return from the World Cup in New Zealand after reaching the quarterfinals. A chance for squad vice-captain Hannah Jones to chat with Rob Cole. Well, you come back from a World Cup and then there's a huge tournament step straight back into, isn't it, Premier 15s? Well, return to Gloucester. Gloucester have signed some exciting players, so really looking forward to get back to it now and getting the routine of uh, training and, and being with them. You do need a bit of a break, probably more emotionally and uh, uh, mentally rather than physically, but you must be in good shape. Yeah, definitely. I had a bit of a niggle with my shoulder out in the World Cup, um, but it's been scanned, everything's okay there, so um, got a bit of prehab to do. Looking to put a bit of size on, because I'm quite small for a centre, so just looking to hit that, that goal of a bit of muscle mass. And um, yeah, like you said, I've had a nice two weeks at home, emotionally relaxed. It's an intense tournament, you're around each other a lot, so there's not much time to be on your own. So it is, it's quite nice being on your own and just getting that relaxing time and seeing yeah. family and friends. Yeah. How much of an impact do you think the World Cup is going to have on the Premier 15s? Because it's it's already a developing tournament, but is this the year we see it maybe escalating even more around the fringes in terms of TV coverage and in terms of crowds, etc.? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, England making the final will hugely help that as well and having us players in the tournament coming across the border and playing will also help. I have also heard there's some Australian players coming over, so this Premiership is bringing players across the world, which is brilliant. We're going to play in each week against international players, not just in England and Wales, it's, it's Scotland, we've got Irish players, we've got Spanish, we've got Swedish, and now Australia and, and possibly New Zealand players could be coming over. So that's how, a testament to this tournament, how good it is run. So. How many years have you been playing in it? So I went to uni in 2015 and that's where I got to play for Hartbury, which then developed slowly into Gloucester. So I would say about seven years I've been yeah. playing it. And how have you seen it grow in that time? Oh, hugely, just just from facilities as well. Uh, the backing of Gloucester men helping us as well, having their facilities is, is brilliant. We now sometimes get a train and play at Kingsholm against the under-18s, which you know is good intensity um, training for us. We get to use the gym and like all the facilities are brilliant. And uh, the players, uh, Linny, our coach, has brought in now should step it up this year. Shuan's come back to you, I think, isn't she? Yeah, she's signed yeah. for us there, yeah. Yeah, so that, that's good. There's a big Welsh contingent there. Massive. Um, at some point, it was, it was between us and Bristol, and I think we've overtaken them now with, with the Welsh lot in Gloucester. And what's it like going and playing against your your Welsh teammates? It virtually week in, week out, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's the best game of the season, I reckon. Bristol now, second round, hopefully I'll be back for it. And it's the game I look forward to most, because you train with these players, you know each other inside and out, you know how each other make each other the tick so just really looking forward to playing against them bragging rights internally in the team yeah 100% bragging rights I think we've come away with more swims and uh, we kind of mentioned that to them yeah. just before the game yeah. 
we know that uh, the professional contracts have made a huge impact, but so many of you playing in the Premier 15s, I, I guess, has also driven the standard upwards. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's it's quite tough travelling two hours there for training, two hours back uh, for myself. But it's, it's been made my job now, so it gives me the time to recover afterwards. Whereas before, I was trying to study full time, work a part time job, and and try to play professional rugby. But it's eased off massively now. The national union supporting us with contracts, and obviously Gloucester giving me a part time contract. I can solely focus on on rugby, and it's, it's my dream job. So yes. I'm, I'm living the dream. Yeah. So I guess the big question which has been the same for a couple of years, is who's going to beat Saracens? Gloucester. You think? I think we're going all the way this year with the players we've brought in and uh, the facilities in the back that we have from men. Um, one of the reasons why I've stuck into 15s is to win that prep. Oh, that's big talk. Yeah. I like the cut of your jib there, young lady. That's terrific. They've got a great setup there and uh, you know Georgia and, and Donna and Kat being involved there. You know They've got a big squad, haven't they? Yeah, definitely. It's a few Welsh players over the border there, uh, which makes it a little bit more exciting when we play them as well. But, um, you know, a team's never unbeatable, so we'll always target them. Going back in time then, World Cup, great for you, I guess? Great experience. Captain three games after four. Uh, brilliant honour, huge achievement. Family yeah. were absolutely yeah. honoured and so excited for me to captain those games and, and to play most of the minutes and, and enjoy the experiences, something I look back on and I cherish forever. It's interesting, I'm so old, I remember the first World Cup in 91 and we had a little bit of a hand in it, getting the Russians to go and have a free sweep around Marks and Spencers or whatever. And, we're going to Glorg and Wanderers to see a game there. There was a game at Tashwell, a game at Llanharan. And those ladies really felt as though they were trailblazers. But I think this is a, a trailblazing tournament which you've just been a part of, isn't it? I think we're going to see an explosion. Definitely. We respect what the past players have done, our current players. But, you know, seeing 45,000 in Eden Park for a final... You don't see that in most men's games, so it's definitely on the app. And yeah. you know, very grateful for the support and the interest that the people are showing in our game. It, it means a lot. And hopefully, you can come back and spread the gospel even more, and we can get the pathways flooded with players because it, it's a great opportunity, isn't it? Definitely. You know, the under-18s and the under-20s um, have been brought in now, so that's a step in store for us as well to have a variety of players and fans in competition. So that's it for this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Much more next week, of course, but until then, goodbye.